Wow, do we have something to tech about, where every episode focuses on ways students create digital evidence of active learning. As a Google for Education district, students and educators alike have free, unlimited access to apps that support creativity, collaboration, communication, and critical thinking, all elements of 21st century active learning. We are Google for Education certified trainers, Drew and Angie with Something Something to to Tech About. Hi everybody, welcome to Something to Tech About. We're very excited to have you here with us today. Um, This is the first time we've actually had an opportunity to tell our story in front of a crowd. And like normally we just, there we go, had it on backwards. See, this is why I tried to do it with there we go. Right now, our producer's going to be laughing, going, of course, Angie made a tech mistake. Mm-hmm. That was for you, Zach. <laughs> All right, too many things in my hand. So we're hoping that you would be tweeting about us a little bit. If you're a tweeter, or if you could use Attendee Hub maybe a little bit and just say where you are, if you're here with Drew and Angie, and maybe you have something to tech about, and you're ready to share it in a podcast format as well. So we're going to tell you our story and hope that you can then make your own path. But we're going to do this in a fun way. But first of all, we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves. So I'm Angie LaPlante, and this is Drew Pearsall, and we are something to tech about. We're also two Google certified trainers who have just found ourselves in an interesting part of life where our roles change drastically, and sometimes that happens and you have no control over it. You just, you know, you get an email one day and your job's eliminated and, you know, you make the best of it. So <laughs> this is us, we made the best of it. Um, There's a funny story behind that slide, I promise. Okay, so the funny part about this is, I put a bitmoji in here that I was hoping not to show Drew, wasn't showing you at first. There is, we are people who have run academies at our school, at our district we've gotten to the point where we have over 300 Google certified educators, this is what we used to do at our jobs when we were IT coaches. Um, This is an important part to get people using Google certified, Google certified apps and get teachers more comfortable with it. So we had a lot of fun hosting boot camps, hosting online courses, and it's something we're still looking forward to doing in the future. Our photos weren't loading before. So I'm snarky, and this is confused. (laughs) All the time. Yeah, so we're, we make a great pair. Absolutely, and I think if you go down this road with podcasting, you're gonna wanna have somebody that you can um, bounce, ideas bounce ideas off, off. laugh ab- at each other, with each other, um, all of all of that, um, and take criticism from each other as well. Not criticism, but you know, talk it out. So, as if she yeah. actually knew I was going to say that, um, Drew is the one that's super duper organized, and I am the one that tends to wait to the last minute because my inspiration comes from that. So you may see some weirdness in our production today because, shockingly, I was adding photos at the last minute. I'm like, we should put photos in there. And she's like, whatever. <laughs> I was supposed to make sure it was ready. And, you know, 10 minutes ago, I was still making sure it was ready. So <laughs> road trips, we love them. We're happy to be here with you. We've been on several throughout the state presenting at conferences with First District RISA or other corporations, and we did an apps event in Statesboro this summer. So Valdosta. Valdosta, thank you. So here we are, from dream to publication, or as we like to call it, broom closet to recording studio. <laughs> and we'll fill you in on that story as well. So what we're looking for today, since it's going to be audience participation, and we are recording this for our producer, Zach, who you'll meet in just a minute, Um, We need seven participants who are willing just to stand up and ask a question and tell us who you are and what your school is, what you do. And the good news is we don't even have to think of a question. We've already canned them ahead of time. So we just need seven people willing to come stand next to me or next to Drew and talk to the mic. Awesome. All right, friends. Let's get the party started. So first thing when you're thinking about your podcast and thinking about going down this podcast road, we started with the question, why? Why on earth do we want to do this? <laughs> and it was something we've been talking about for a long time, but didn't actually get it into fruition. So we knew as our jobs as tech coaches, we wanted to provide professional learning to educators in an easy way. All of you are educators if you're here. How many of you like losing your planning period to the district coaches who come along and provide training <laughs> for you? 
Oh, if this was it's only a video, a video. I, these faces, yeah. I would love yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're right there. Yeah. So we were looking for another way to reach a wide audience in an easy way. And in Savannah, Georgia, the drive time to most places you can get it done in about 15 minutes. So if we could be in your car on your way to work or on your way home, we thought that might be a good, a good opportunity. <coughs> and if you wanted to listen to it during your planning period, it would only be 15 minutes out of your time. So this is where we were working. We wanted to meet lots of different learning styles. Of course, not everybody learns in an auditory way, so we have show notes that go along with it, and we designed those as well. The other why, showcasing student work. Mm -hmm. To give teachers a platform, if they wanted to just email us and say, hey, this is what my kids did, we could then talk about it in the podcast and promote the wonderful things that were happening in our district. So your first job is to think about why. Why do I want to do this? And then what's happened with us because we get really excited about ideas. Oh, we could do this, we could do that, we could do that thing. Wait, what's our original purpose, right? Reel it back in, Angie, is usually what she says. <laughs> what is the purpose? What are we trying to accomplish? And if every time we came back to our original why, it would help us move forward in the right path and not go down a rabbit hole. You familiar with the rabbit holes, everybody? Yeah, for our listening audience, I see lots of nodding heads. And I, w I want to say here, even if you're considering doing podcasts with students, you still need a why, and your students also need to understand that why. You know, why are we doing this? So whether it's you um, as educators doing it, your students doing it, this still applies, okay? How many of you are thinking about doing podcasts with your students? Mm -hmm. Cool beans. How many thinking about just striking out on your own, maybe with a partner in crime, to get the job done for a different reason entirely? Yeah, all right, we've got about half and half. This is perfect. Our goals. So the next step, goals. What are you trying to accomplish? Because we were working as district technology coaches, we were focusing on writing because that was one of the district goals. Increase writing scores, everybody. Go to it, right? So we wanted to make sure that every episode had something to do with G Suite for Education because we were trainers and also ways that teachers could use that easily to support the writing process. So we thought, all right, five episodes by May. Attainable goals, friends. Don't just write goals. I should have written above that. Attainable goals. Because one time we talked about doing 10. And she said, mm, maybe not. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, we knew we wanted to have more than just us. We wanted to invite guests, maybe students, maybe other teachers, maybe district leaders or just anybody who was interested in sharing something about writing. So we knew we, we knew we needed these things, that we also needed a website for our show notes, and in terms of sharing the information, we knew we needed social media. So right now she's going, yeah, five episodes, Angie, we're gonna do all this other stuff with it too. And then we had a day job, right? We had to go from school to school and support learning during those planning periods that everybody loves. Yeah, okay. Question and answer time. Do you want to add some more things so far? No, we're good. We're good. Okay. Where's my Where's my first person who had question one? All right. Question number one. All right. Here you go. Just Okay. Um, my name is Paige Hutchinson. I teach high school theater at Rockdale County High School. What's your question? How did you find the time? Wonderful question. <laughs> All right. Priorities. Because we had talked about doing a podcast for a couple of years, and it was something that just didn't get done. So how we had to figure out how we were going to make it a priority. Um, we kept extensive to-do lists, both in Google Keep and sticky notes on our desk. We had a whiteboard action going on. And we decided we were always going to meet our deadlines. So Drew, because she's super organized, would get out the calendar, the digital calendar, and start making appointments for us. So we'd look at our district requirements, and then we'd find holes. An hour here, an hour there, an hour here, an hour there. And the only reason we would break that appointment was if a school sent us a special request or our boss told us we had to do something. But we didn't break it for it. We, that, those are tool deal, too? Yeah. 
has that. Those are our two deal breakers. Yes, that was the only, yeah. If it was on the calendar, it would happen. We, and we had to keep saying that. It's on the calendar, it has to happen. Um, because we know how life gets in the way, work gets in the way, but um, we schedule this during our work day where there were bits and pieces. Okay, Maybe not the most productive to go an hour at a time, but at least it got it started. Right. Okay. As we got more developed, we tried to eke out different hours of time later on. But that was the first thing was to set the priorities and get it on the calendar. Whoops. Where's number two? Uh, oh, wait. Number, um, our friend from, you're a theater person. Sorry. Did that help answer your question? Hello, uh, my name is Matt. I teach in Cobb County School District, fourth grade. Nice. And my question is, okay. how did you decide on a name? Oh. <laughs> yeah, a deep breath. Yeah. Deciding on the name was probably some of the most laborious work we did at first. Um, we shockingly brainstormed on a Google Doc. This we did remotely. Wherever we were, we said, oh, maybe we could call it this, maybe we could call it that, maybe we could call it this, maybe we could call it that. We went down. I don't know. We may have had 50 options. Any idea was discussable at one point. We crossed them off as we didn't like one, or if I had one that she's like, nope, can't live with that, okay, swipe it off. Then once we got it down, narrowed down to a few, because we knew we were doing social media, we had to look and see if the name could be brought into a domain name. Was it available? Were this, was it available on Instagram, um, Facebook. Facebook, Twitter? Twitter. Uh, you know, who else was already having this idea about something to talk about? And we want it to be all-encompassing too, because a lot of our thoughts were using, you know, it was very limiting uh, as to maybe what the podcast would actually evolve into so we also in thinking of the name we didn't want you know something that was going to kind of bottle us into a certain topic or just writing or anything like that so yeah we wanted to have some flexibility and something to talk about is out there me being the southern (laughs) Well, let's just drop the G and add that apostrophe or something to talk about, okay? Um, that was available. We, you know, purchased the domain, and we were good yeah, to we go there. purchased the domain and GoDaddy. Mm-hmm. That's who hosts us, and we purchased .com, .org, .net. All, yeah, all pretty much the available yeah, ones. So if you are a social media user, we would love you to take the time right now to look for us on your your favorite social media platform and follow us at STTechAbout. And we shortened that for our listeners because something to tech about would take you a long time on your phones, right? So, and uh, we're loving it because every time someone follows us, we get a little ding on the smartwatches. So Mm -hmm. this has been fun. Okay. Any other questions prior to moving on? Uh, consider uh, talking about naming. It's it's um, unfortunately a little bit more difficult finding a name because you think, oh, that sounds great. You Google it, you know, taken. Um, we tried to be as clever as possible, and there's more clever people out there than us because they already snagged it. We said that a lot. Yeah. Where did all these smart, clever people come from? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Question number three. Oh, hello. Hi. I'm Shani from Newton County. I teach business and computer science, uh, middle school. Um, How did you decide the structure of the podcast and your blog? Wow. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good question. How did we decide the structure of the podcast? Um, we consider these three things. Who's going to be our listening audience? At the time, it was what were the district goals and what were each of our strengths. We didn't really have, this is going to sound sad, maybe. I'm going to say we didn't really have a whole lot of time about learning something new to produce. We'd already been teaching for 20-something years each. We had a lot of knowledge and we had a lot of resources, 
So what could each of us bring to this partnership that would be beneficial and other people would appreciate and then be able to use with the students? Yeah? I agree. And then if you're looking at this from working with a podcast with students, they're going to be producing the work. It's what you've had them create in class, just put them on the podcast and say, yeah, you know, in science, we just, you know, created this great website on the water cycle. Please, you know, go visit it at watercycle.com, whatever, you know. So um, this can be fluid, I guess, based on, you know, what your your goals are or what you want to get out of it or what you want your students to get out of it. And, um, you know, parents that will be listening and different things like that. Yeah, we've changed the structure of it for, for a while, but because we were doing, you know, like you are, so many different things, we wanted to be able to come back to the podcast and the blog and be able to say, all right, we're doing three things. Three things. And every episode we will share three things. And then what were those three things going to be? We would mm -hmm. share this or that and the other thing. And that way we didn't have to kind of rack our brains. What are we going to talk about next week? What are we going to talk about next week? There's always three things. And we always wanted to share resources with teachers, mm -hmm. the templates we made ourselves, or that we found from other really talented people. And we wanted to share um, public resources also. If there was a, a, an extension or a, a site we liked or a tool that was fantastic, we'd share that as well. So we knew that every episode was going to have that. Three things to share, resources, and <laughs> hi. Hi, I'm Paul lot of designing though, because at one point when we started talking about um, having guest speakers and things, we're like, oh, should we standardize the questions? Should we ask every guest the same thing? We decided after one and meeting. And then that also that with the, the, the structure of the show, the blog, um, we struggled with that for quite a while because our, you know, what are we going to put in the blog? Are we just going to include the resources <laughs> or are we going to include some narrative text in there? Um, we, you know, we've researched other educating uh, educators out there doing podcasts. They have the notes there, uh, links and resources. So we really had to um, figure it out. Is it going to be, are we going to try to replicate the podcast in the show notes or are we going to create the show notes first and use that to launch that particular podcast so there was a lot of um back and forth and and there still is and i think there always we will be um <laughs> and and that's great but just some things that you know some of those background things that you're not thinking about um for your audience you want to make it as easy as possible for them to access what we've talked about um, and different things like that. So just something else to consider. Well, and I think, too, at this time we considered our learning audience, right? Our audience was going to be teachers and principals and district leaders, we hope. So are they going to be auditory learners? Will they listen to a podcast or will they get a better benefit by using the show notes and using that just as the blog? So we played around with that for a bit, and we did send it out to a test audience at one point. We had um, the academic coaches in our, our group. We worked on a school improvement team at the time, and we sent it out to 30 or 40 people and said, here's episode one. Here's the show notes that go with it. Tell us what you think, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we got some really good feedback from that. Exactly. Um, and reduced some of our workload on top of it, which was nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So I would suggest a test audience. And I will, kind of just a back, uh, another piece of background knowledge for, about Angie and I. We are, and I, I don't know if it's just the educators in us, and, I, and we, I may be speaking to the choir here, but we're a little bit of perfectionists and a little ADD and a little OCD and all of the above. All of the alphabet um, Which is very, you know, we want to be perfect and we just have to keep, taking it back and say not possible we've given it the best we can you know whether it's the show notes the podcast or or anything like that so if you have students that way if you yourself are that way you have to give a little leeway okay and we've we're learning that and to be kind to one another so this is one of our brainstorming sessions from our office and I was big into Simon at the time. The goal is to do business with those who believe what you believe, right? That's where you're going to find your tribe. 
And so we knew that we were going to be working on designing modern learning experiences. So look at all of our goals we had. Increase our Facebook followers by 5%. Get a 5% open rate on our newsletters. Increase by 5% on our podcast. Listen rate. You know, all these things. Thankfully, we had an amazing supervisor, Leslie Taylor. Yes, we're doing shout, shout out to you. <laughs> um, she's like, pick one. Yep. Which is why we survived. She's like, pick one goal. And so that's part of the piece that did our success because she was so supportive. And she's like, yeah, 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 all that's great. But how many years is it going to take you to do all that? You know, back to that whole comment on attainable goals. We still have these other jobs to do. This was in addition to our job. But we lived and died by the whiteboard. And these are all images that are taking forever. That's okay. The International Society for Technology and Education, or ISTE, I-S-T-E, is a nonprofit organization that serves educators interested in the use of technology in education. Visit www.iste.org for student and teacher technology standards, as well as resources for integrating technology in your classrooms. Question number four, is it, we have another question, okay. Yes, hi there. Uh, my name is Andrea Perez. Um, I teach high school Spanish in Fulton Virtual here in Atlanta. Um, my question is, what kind of approval did you need? Good question. Great. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being on the show. So, our supervisor said, this is a great opportunity. She was behind 100%. And she's going on and on with this praise. But you know how when you're in a meeting and you're like, you're waiting, like, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. And she's like, but you've got to get approval from the chief um, communications officer. You need approval from the superintendent. We needed approval from the executive director. <coughs> oh, fantastic. So then we had to put together our pitch and you know, be ready for those people to say, yeah, this is great. You can do this as part of your job. And the reason, I think, with the permission is because we were doing it during work okay. hours. Uh, we were hoping to go, um, I mean, when we first started, we were also producing in the broom <coughs> closet during school hours. So that's where um, the permission had to come in. If, if Angie and I had decided, well, let's just take this, you know, we record after school, we can't work on it during school hours and just um, make it all ours, we would have been fine, but because it was then within the working day and we really wanted to help the district um, meet those writing goals um, with the teachers and the um, students, that we needed that permission. Yeah. So when we spoke to the people that we just mentioned, um, they wanted to know how many topics were we going to have, um, what type of topics, how many episodes, who were our potential guests, and they agreed with all of the what all of our ideas. Their one thing was that you must include student work and pump up the district and pump up the students and really give some praise to those teachers who are just not going to out of work. Like no easy problem. negotiation. <laughs> However, that decision didn't come right away. We waited. What seemed like forever. You know, it's like one of those things where you check your email every day. Did they write back? Did they write back? Did they write back? Um, and then finally. We got, oh, we got this major approved stamp back from the director of communications, and they're like, all right, rock and roll. It's time to move on. So big praise, but this took a long time, which you might not run into that if you don't need permission. Question? So our question five. Hi, my name is Cam Lupiani. I teach graphic design uh, in North Springs High School in Fulton County. My question is, what were your biggest challenges? We had none. It was easy peasy all the way. <laughs> Anybody want to guess what the biggest challenge was? What's your biggest challenge right now for to do anything? Time. Time. Tick-tock. Yes. Yeah. Time. Um, making the time, and that's where the calendar came in handy. Finding a recording space is not that easy. It's hard to find a quiet space in a school. Um, we had some interesting opportunities with that. 
Um, and Drew and I mentioned earlier, we wanted it to be perfect. Podcasts aren't meant to be perfect, friends. It's a conversation. There's a lot of mistakes in this today that's being recorded, and we're enjoying it, but it's, it, it doesn't have to be perfect audio. So when you do this with your kids, go ahead and take the first take. And if, it's, if it communicates the message, go with it. It's okay if there's a pause or a stumble on the words, because as we talk to one another, talk to one another, see, you know, your brain is kind of racing ahead of where your mouth is. <laughs> um. this, this was the most difficult part for me, the perfection part. Um, we didn't want to put, you know, this, we were representing the district. This was going be actually beyond the district. And, you know, just when we're presenting or you're doing something, um, you know, a lesson for the kids, you want it to be right. Um, and that was my biggest hurdle, personally, the perfection part. Letting it go. Mm -hmm. Not giving a script or having your students write a script. I would say, don't do that. That's where we started. We're like, we're gonna be, we're gonna be great. We're gonna write it all down. So we did. We said, Drew will say this, and Drew will say this, and that took forever. And I will a coworker, Dana Gibbs. That sounded boring. She was in there as we were practicing because that is so boring. So that's true. She was great at that. She's like, that's not how you guys talk. You don't talk like that at all. I like your regular conversation. So yeah. then we went to bullet points, and then it became much more natural. So when you're thinking about your students producing a podcast, have them have their outline with a few bullet points. What are they going to talk about? And go from there. At this point, what kind of challenges would you see in your production of a podcast? <laughs> Recording? It? Yes. We did it during school time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the big reasons we had to get permission. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... At the end of our story, the beginning of our story, we were using um, iPad and Anchor, okay? Just, and we had to find quiet spaces. Later in our journey, you're going to see that uh, we got, I mean, it, okay, it was a lot different. So, yeah, this recording space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This recording space we're talking about here with our obstacles ended up being a broom closet. No lie. True story, our very first draft podcast, we're sitting in this tiny closet, and I'm holding up a paper mache statue of Liberty. No, no, no. Liberty, Liberty Bell. Bell. <laughs> a paper mache Liberty Bell, trying to make sure it didn't make any noise and knock on top of us as we were recording with the iPads. Yes. And another time we went to a, a media center, and so our thought was, ooh, we're recording a different media center each time. Mm -hmm. We found some spaces that way, but the broom closet's a true story. Challenge or yes, go ahead. I had a question about equipment. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend for the classroom for students to be able to handle um, when they were doing their recording? Um, what type of devices do you have at the moment? Um, or the lab. I'm, we're on desktop computers mm -hmm. right now. Okay. I just have a few iPads that I use from time to time. Right. Um, that would probably be a good one. Anchor is good on. Um, iOS, and Chrome, um, desktops, and Anchor is a podcast app. They have great tutorials. They'll walk mm -hmm. you through what you need to do. You can record um, segments and just put them in order or move them around. Yeah. You can add background music. So they're just doing the recording, not using a microphone or anything, just directly? You can do use the iPod directly. Um, or whatever device you're using. Which is what we did at first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, if you have an external microphone, by all means, use it. Um, yeah. Yes. What was the challenge with waiting and the collaboration? The, the approval of the, uh, the approval time, waiting oh, okay. for, for it to get approved before we proceeded. And then the, um, the collaboration, what did we mean by that? Just, I think, coming to agreement on how to move yeah. forward on different things. We, we were, we, yes. we were two of us. Yes. yes. Final yes. time. Uh, we don't always agree on how we see things. I mean, even up to a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I think the collaboration piece is finding the right person to work with yes. so that it doesn't become a problem. Like, we can disagree about something and it doesn't become a problem. We just, we find the better of the compromise and move forward with it. 
Yeah, and I think if we're talking with students, they have to be taught how to collaborate. Um, We can't just throw them in there and and expect, you know, because one normally takes charge. And, um, (laughs) you know, you want to prevent that. You want it to be an even partnership among students. So, you know, have them, you know, pass the mic or, you know, however you want to manage that part of it. Everyone Um, should have a similar opportunity and voice. (laughs) Exactly. And everyone has to have that compromise. Yes, ma'am. So for them to uh, create a podcast, they don't necessarily have to have a microphone. They can use, like, the iPad if that's what they have and anchor the software that you just mentioned. So they can use that. That's all they have to start off. Mm -hmm. I have middle school students that started it this year just using the anchor they did a great job because of the tech, the tutorials that are in there. Um, it's fantastic. Okay. Sure. I was curious um, if you had a challenge getting people to come and you know listen to the podcast and you know how you distributed information and got, got the word out. We had a launch party. <laughs> I don't know if you can be in here somewhere. Um, we did. We had we had some help with that. That's where this part is coming to us. So at one point in our story, as we we had about maybe two podcast recorded room closet style with Anchor. And then I was at dinner one night at a birthday party and I said, hey, I, I recognize your name to this, the gal sitting across the table from me and I heard you on a podcast. I mean, I already knew her, but I said, I heard you on a podcast, that was really interesting. And all of a sudden, all of the conversation at the dinner table in honor of our friend Clarence was about podcasting. Mm-hmm. We had to stop that, but it turns out that that gal is the, um, can I say it now? Yeah, that works. All right, so the, the editor of the Savannah Morning News was asking me, well, why do you want to talk about podcasting? And so I started telling her about Drew and what we were doing and everything. And all of a sudden, um, she's like, we need to talk. I'm like, yeah, 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 we'll talk. And I just thought it was being polite. We should talk about this. You know how people do that to you? We'll have dinner sometime. Yeah, right. She was serious. We went to a meeting at her office in this giant <laughs> building and um, sat down with an editor, Susan. We pitched her our, our format, the three things, what our goals were, what you know, what our plan was, and she said, I'm in. The newspaper wants your content. And he's like, oh, we need more. We're in the process of getting permission. Da, 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 da. She said, okay, go get your permission. We'll work with the district. But she also said, if you don't get permission, we'll work with y'all. Yeah. So So all of a sudden, she's like, oh, here, let me introduce you to your new producer. What? Um, So all of a sudden, we went from broom closet to having a producer, an actual recording studio, and someone to help us with marketing. So here's our Savannah Morning News. There's Zach, our producer. He's 27-ish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's our boss. Yeah. Um, he makes all of our crazy conversations sound professional. Um, and yeah, here's us in the recording studio. We do not have pictures of us in the broom closet, which we realize we probably should have done, because that would have been funny. Um, yeah, and they, so what, as we began working with them, we had to have three full podcasts in the can so that iTunes would pick it up. So we went in, had an interview with them, and then like the same day we interviewed on a different podcast and they helped promote our work. Yes. Yes, ma'am? Yeah, that was my question. How do you get listed on the podcast Apple app and then how do you get listed in iTunes because that's where I want to be, but I don't know. Anchor will help you do that. Mm-hmm. It gives you all of the, um, Anchor will help you get listed in iTunes or in Google Play or Spotify. Yeah, we did not have to do that because Zach did it for us. And he sent us the HTML code and we embedded it on our website. So people could listen um, and stream just from our website. We just put a little widget in and he's the one that makes that happen for us, which is awesome because now we both have two different jobs and works out well and has someone work in the background. Yes, ma'am. Do you have a, for your website, do you have a Google site? We use Weebly. Mm-hmm. Use Weebly and then host on GoDaddy. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, we just found the Google sites a little bit limiting. Um, they don't have a blog okay. template per se, and that's what we wanted because we wanted 
the conversations even on our, our website, the comments and things like that. And Google Sites is not quite there yet. Okay. Okay. I have a Weebly, but I think I'm going to have to go to Google Site for the for Google Apps for Education mm -hmm. School. And in order for the students and parents to be able to access my site that way, I'm going to have to go to a site, a Google Site. It might depend on your district's right. permissions and such. Yeah, yeah. Which would be fine. I mean, you can still post them there right. um, and still have a, you know, a, a blog, but the back and forth conversation within a Google site would not happen as a, like a, you know, a blog would. Like mm-hmm. Like you could, uh, you know, if, in thinking of that, you could put a form a Google form, hey, if you have any questions or comments, fill out the Google form and there's your back and forth. Okay? If you look at our pod, if you look at our blog, somethingtotechabout.com, you'll see we have some widgets on the side to collect people if they would like to be a guest on our show or if they'd like to submit resources. Okay. Yes. So Weebly had the forms built in also, um, but you could also, you know, if you want to use sites, you could add your own. We would like to mention Common Sense Media website as a resource for a guide to help students navigate a world that is ever-changing. Oh. And we're not doing a good job passing out our stuff. All right, hey, where's number six? Okay. Well, thanks for sitting to your young You're welcome. Yeah. All right, we have another question. <coughs> Hello, uh, Ronald Catlin. Um, instructional technology coach for KSU. Hey, how you doing? Um, and number six is how did you develop your brand? Thank you. You're welcome. Developing a brand. We started out looking at Canva. How many of you are already Canva users? They have great tutorials in there, and they put all kinds of really wonderful colors together and tell you which ones set different moods and tones and things. So we knew what kind of feeling we wanted to produce. Or try to convey rather, and we went there and selected our our graphics. I mean, our colors from there. As far as developing the color part, but if you want to add something, right? So um, something to tech about is like talking. So we, you know, the speech bubbles. Um, I don't. It, it just kind of evolved. It you know, we throw ideas back and forth. Once we got our colors, we already knew our name. Um, you know, so this was our first run of stickers, and um, it's funny because we used the blue for the text, and then we also were using blue on our show notes um, graphics, and someone told us, I've got old eyes, I cannot read that. Okay, so our second batch of stickers... We started using white text as well as the text on our, our show notes, the graphics. We had to switch to the white text. So um, that was something that kind of um, came about from people actually looking at our stuff and said, mm-mm, can't yeah. see it. <laughs> we don't want our audience to have obstacles. So whenever someone gave us feedback, we would highly consider it. And we, I think we've probably switched a lot based on feedback, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what was the other thing? So... Graphics, building our brand, the speech bubbles. Mm -hmm. This was also an evidence of um, Savannah Morning News putting it in the newspaper. So for a little while, we were the, hey, if you have blank space on the page, throw in an ad. Um, yeah. So we got some, um, we got the news out that way, which was pretty awesome. Did we cover all the? Um, that? Oh, there um, the color scheme we spoke about, the Bitmoji, um, we just were just using Bitmoji and then we thought, well, okay, well, how can we kind of work the podcast theme into it? Um, Angie was very good on that part, pulling in the microphone, pulling in a microphone, making it look, um, that's what this is, um, she created that on um, Canva. Canva. So we just uploaded our, this bit emoji and then played around with, um, you know, the the microphone. Um, we talked about headphones and a computer screen. And oh, yeah. it just started getting too busy. And 
So she did a great job. Following the kiss method. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. So once we got our colors and our bitmojis ready and um, website and such, we just we don't have to think about it anymore. So if you stick with your brand colors, it's not like it becomes a big rainbow to choose from. You know, just four colors. Perfect. Does that help? If you're not streaming already, so these are just like the random things that subliminal messages. Go ahead and download and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh, this is more about our, yeah, well, there's the white part, anyway. Yeah, see how the wording, the text changed, and how it stands out more? That was from a listener, so that there. was good. That was the first one, then the second one. Yeah. The white one really pops. Yeah, we, already, we spent a lot of money on the blue one because we loved it. <laughs> but it's all easy to change. And we will say the marketing, the brand, and everything like that, we are now on our own. We are not connected to the district. Um, I am retired from that district, and Angie's still working in the district, but all of our recording happens 3.30 or after at Savannah Morning News. Um, and it just happened because our, the major shuffle last year we you know I'm not going to produce something for free for a district I no longer work for <laughs> you know so um, a lot of things played into that so um, all of the marketing and that's out of pocket for us we do that um, the stickers the cards um, different things like that. So we're not that big yet that we have sponsors that we're will. For some though, so yeah. That you know would help. We did become an LLC, so that's going to help us um, declare a loss. Yeah. So we're you know <laughs> got to start small. Got to yeah. start somewhere. This is just from our launch party. We we knew that we'd launch on. Um, we launched on April 26th, and we had friends over to the house, and we took pictures and had food, and that day was the day that it was going to be released on Google Play and iTunes, and it was set in the can for X number of weeks, and yeah, we'll play the podcast on their lunch day, and we're all excited, and then that day, iTunes had a problem, like, worldwide. <laughs> we blew it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was us. Yeah. Hashtag Just best laid plans. <laughs> Yeah, so don't get too attached to your plans and be ready to accept failure and use it and laugh about it and move forward. And I think that helps with your kids too because that's how they learn. It's how we learn. We made tons of mistakes and have had a great time making it better. Yeah, a launch party with your kids before their first podcast. Why not? Parents bring snacks. Yeah. Hey, come in and bring your device and let's listen to the first podcast or um, just make it nice and exciting for them. Where's our number seven? All right. I'm Brenda Spear at Murdoch Elementary School in Cobb County. I'm wondering what are your plans for next season? Good question. Do we have plans? <laughs> okay. We have Let plans me know. To share with you, and we're hoping that we can get some feedback from you, actually. So next year is 2020. Um, we were thinking about doing upping our goal and do 20 podcasts. We have 20 challenges for teachers and students in 2020. So we'll have the podcast on the show notes. We'll have the resources. We'll have the challenge, the step-by-step -step how to do it. And that's our challenge right now. And we would love to hear what you think about that idea. If Remember, 15-minute episodes. So it's not going to be like the first challenge, number one, will be to set up a podcast with your students because that's enormous. So it'll be you know, thinking bite-sized. And it would be very um, wide open, not just Google stuff. Um, we would, you know challenge you to maybe create an interactive slideshow with your kids or something like that or um, what was the one thing we were talking about the other day the um, the notebook for teachers oh, sketch noting sketch noting and sketch note combining uh, the tech and the ba you know balancing yeah. tech with paper and pencil things what do y'all think we're, we're open like yeah would y'all tune in for that if if we you were looking for Maybe um, some challenges for your students to start creating in the classroom and, and different things like that. And it could be as simple as create a Google drawing, you know, using a square and a circle. Um, starting a little more than that. Well, I'm mm -hmm. still at the square and circle level, but she's really good at it. But, <laughs> but you have one. You have beginners. Yeah. And then you have the 
not so beginners. Right. Our challenge would, our idea was the challenge would have a beginning, middle, and end, and the beginners would start at the beginning. The intermediates could just kind of skip the first part, hop down to the end, and, mm -hmm. or in the middle, and keep on going. So, anything we haven't addressed for you today? Any other questions? Yes, sir. Um, so I'm starting to my podcast on the side. So that's like a personal one. But I'm starting um, in January with the education one. So um, my question is, what time frame do educators usually listen? Because I know what regular citizens or people is like, they can say I'm driving to work, um, I'm off now, so I'm driving home, or I'm at the gym. Teachers more have the written papers, right. all of that stuff that's in the, in the, the hindsight afterwards. So I'm like, even with Twitter, with tweeting sometimes, I'm like, if we tweet, when do teachers really just sit down and just say, let me go and scroll to Twitter because teachers really like don't have time. <laughs> so now that I'm going to be podcasting to educators, what's the feedback that you have to get with that? That's a really good question. We could get Zach to, to get the analytics because we don't have the analytics on the podcast because it's being hosted through Spanner Morning News. But we can find out what... Um, with the average listening, you know, we can find out if they listen to the whole thing. Or, but we try to keep it at 15 minutes because we're thinking about our commute and like what do teachers have time for. I don't think a teacher's going to listen to something that lasts an hour. Right. Just my opinion. Well, I mean, I might be wrong. Like, but. Well, I'm in the classroom for an hour and I get a chance to listen to it while I'm doing something. Right, 15 minutes, and then that's just my opinion. That's what we've landed on. I had a couple of friends respond. They do listen to it on the way to work. Okay. Um, a lot of times, it's mostly in the morning and not in the afternoon because they've got too much and you know yeah, then they're tired in the afternoon, don't want to hear any any more ideas or anything. So a lot of times when they're fresh in the morning, I've had like two or three um, friends tell me that's their favorite time to listen. So if that helps any. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. It's a slight shameless plug. Um, I do a bright side session, you know, specifically going to talk about these two ladies in this podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. As a great form of professional development, so I can attest to the fact that it's, it's worthwhile. But I've observed from the podcast that exists in the space of education, a little bit to your question, it really depends on the subject matter. So Drew and Angie are talking about the stuff that we use in your classroom tomorrow. Google Forms, Google Sheets, whatever, so it's very applicable and could be great like while you're lesson planning. But on the flip side, there's another podcast that I've listened to called Living Equity, and it's a gentleman, and he's it's having like these socially like conscious conversations about responsive teaching, so that's a longer conversation. Sure, sure. The subject matter requires it. And then like Jennifer Gonzalez with Cult of Pedagogy, some of hers are short, quick tips, and others of them are longer. So I think it just depends. I imagine, at least as a consumer and yeah. wannabe podcast creator at some point, that it just matters <laughs> what you want to say. It does. You know, it matters. Uh, it matters also how much coffee you've had that day. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've had some that kind of keep going on, and Zach's like, <laughs> you know, he, uh, Zach, you can't see me. I'm looking at my watch. You know, or he'll uh, wiggle his hand around like, okay, ladies, wrap it up. Um, we have had some as long as 26 minutes. Yeah, but he's he's done pretty good. That yeah, we yeah. do try to keep it short so that it's easy to listen to. Be our guest. Do you have something to talk about? Consider joining us as a guest speaker to share what is happening in your classroom, your favorite tech resource or tool, ways technology has been beneficial for you and your students, or anything else you would like to talk about. Visit our website at www.somethingtotechabout and submit the guest speaker Google form. about the show notes. Mm -hmm. how, how are those generated? Does Savannah News take care of that for you? No, nope, that's us. Uh, we will only wish. wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually that's we have one we've got to do today because mm -hmm. we have a podcast coming out tomorrow on My Maps, Maps and Tour Builder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we write the show notes. We write the description that appears in YouTube. I'm sorry, that's another goal. And <laughs> iTunes and Spotify. We write all of that. That's all of our content. He, Zach handles the audio only. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
We're the ones doing the social media marketing. That's all on us. We do that through Buffer. We try really hard to schedule it out in advance. And by we, I mean Drew <laughs> schedules hers out every day, I mean in advance, and I'm the one posting every day. Oh, crap, it's my turn. I've got to go, and, you know, I'm rushing to do it because that's. But keep in I'm mind, off. I am retired now, so okay, I have time. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It is, it's a lot of fun. Um, we have a great time with it. We've gotten a lot of really good feedback. We've changed the way we've done things based on the feedback of others. Um, and we're delighted to be here. We have so many people to thank for it. We've got friends and family and producers and coworkers and directors and principals who let you off for time. Because right now I'm back in the classroom and I'm here being able to speak to y'all. So it takes a village to do just about anything these days, doesn't it? So we're thankful for that. Yeah, and we've had some guests. Um, you know, if any of you guys want to uh, contact us and call in, we've already pumped up Mr. Tony Vincent. He's, He's going to be a guest on our show. Yes, <laughs> Tony Vincent. So we already have our photo with our shirts with Tony. So we got the yeah. promo ready to go, but we just have it to is. schedule it. So. You know, we'd love to hear from any of you if you've done taken one of our ideas, whether it's to create a podcast or your kids are doing something great, reach out to us. You can call in and we can talk to you and our big fish, Zachary, can, can make it sound fantastic. Yeah, you don't have to come to the studio to do it. You yeah. can call in. And Anchor lets you do that, too. You can have call-in guests with Anchor. You don't have to be in the same room. So that is a great place to start if you're getting ready for, to do this for the first time. If you're tired and it's like, oh, my gosh, we just don't feel like writing show notes after show notes, have a guest. <laughs> you just have to ask questions. <laughs> okay? That's true. <laughs> we did that. Yeah. So thank you for being here today. I'm sure you're going to enjoy the rest of your conference. If you have any other questions, we'd love to take them. Um, I know we're leaving. It's okay to leave a little early. We'd love for you to tweet about us because we are still building our audience. We're doing pretty well, but the more we as educators stick together, and as I tell my middle school girls, you know, you polish someone else's crown every once in a while. So we would love you to um, help us out with that as well. Did we answer all the questions? Yeah. Go be awesome! Go have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.